let's go people i am back (laughs) with another podcast obviously my trusty sidekick is not here but i have to get on and talk about this i haven't talked about ufc in like two weeks so basically from last week's card i wanted to go through a couple things that is just adding to the prospect list and then also this upcoming home versus fear fight card they basically like puts everything together because we made that list of a bunch of prospects that I thought are the most exciting and multiple guys from that list are on this fight card. So it's only right that I talk about it. And then also I just think that there's been so much awesome news. that has been happening like Volk, Volk max three has happened has been announced. So many great fights have been announced. Just, it seems like every single day, something crazy has happened. Mataj Gamert versus Armand Sarukian that finally got announced. Um, just so many exciting, exciting fights. And then I want to, I kind of was going through um, some of the fight cards that have, that are coming up and some are a little bit still in the works, but I just really wanted to pick out my favorite one and then tell you guys to highlight this one because it's going to be absolute madness, but there's been so many good fight cards being put together. And then obviously, I don't know, some of the fights that have, that were allegedly kind of leaked haven't yet been announced so we don't know but then i also made my dream fight card just because it was just inspired based off me going through all the fight cards on topology and seeing which ones i'm looking forward to most all of them are awesome but some kind of stand out amongst others but okay going back i know it's been a little bit but going back to the yawn blahovich versus rackage card i watched the prelims and stuff but um was gone, but I rewatched all the fights. Fantastic fights. We're going back and looking at this fight card. It's obviously going to be one of the better fight nights of the whole entire year because it wasn't even the main event that blew people out of the water. It was Davy Grant showing up being Davy Grant as usual. And then it Louis Smolka. I mean, that guy, after coming off a tough knockout loss, I mean, that guy's the, that guy's the man, dude. But Davy Grant, as we know, he puts the best bantamweights in the world he makes them question their abilities for sure because he against Jonathan Martinez I mean um who's he fought Jonathan Martinez he's fought Adrian Yanez has he fought Randy Costa too I don't know if he's fought Randy Costa no I don't think you know but he's lost to Marlon Vera Adrian Yanez and um he beat Jonathan Martinez he's beat Martin Day I think that was the first fight I ever watched him and then again this Louis Smoka fight dude this guy's 36 he's gonna be one of those dudes he's just a he's gonna be around forever and the way he just those spinning back kicks I mean that's going to be one of the fights of the year, in my opinion, for sure, because Luis Smolka, he could have easily, at the end of that first round, he looked down and out, but he ended up obviously getting finished in that third round, but Davy Grant is amazing, but Luis Smolka, I commend you, bro. You are the man for even making that a fight in the second round, for sure. Then Ryan Spann got that submission over Kute Lava. I thought Kute Lava still looked good. Sucks to see Rackage go out the ACL, but the things that I have to add, we have new prospects. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go and say that these guys are like Melsig Bagdazarian or like Javid Bashra, but first guy I'm going to mention, Tatsuro Taira. We talked about him because he was supposed to fight Carlos Candelario on a prior fight card, and then I think something happened with that. It fell through, but Tatsuro Taira, one of, being 22 years old, one of the most complete performances we've ever seen because sometimes... Like, we've seen guys come to the UFC, they'll show off their striking because they're elite strikers, and then we'll just be like, oh, you're God tier. Or they'll we'll come they'll come in and then they'll show off their grappling, such as Jalton Almeida or something. You're like, oh, you're God tier. But being so young and well-rounded at 22 years old, he showed one of the most 
complete performances I think we've seen a prospect show in a while because no matter where the fight went, he has power in his hands. He cracked Carlos Candelario and Carlos is, he's, he's, He's a dog because he got cracked. He was on his back fighting off submission attempts constantly. He even scrambled and got um, Tatsuro in some less than stellar positions. But yeah, Carlos, he he weathered the storm on multiple occasions, but it just wasn't enough. But yeah, Carlos is so tough as the commentary booth was saying. But Tatsuro Taira, I mean, the way that he stays on your back and flows with you is phenomenal. And his submission attempts, so slick. I mean... And one thing that stands out when he hurt Carlos Candelario, he was really calculated and patient with his shots. And he was, I just thought a lot of guys, they like to just bum rush in there, especially when they're young. They try to just make a name for themselves. But he was so patient, calculated elbows, calculated shots, and was looking for a submission attempt. And when it wasn't there, it wasn't there. But when Carlos was scrambling, he was just following right with him, flowing with him. And it was just a, he's just a great fighter. And he's got power in his hands. He can sit you down, but... I just thought all around, it might not have been like a showstopper. You, you might you not you might not get an alert on your phone saying Tatsuo Taira just absolutely cream puffed the dude in his debut. But this honestly speaks volumes, and it's even more impressive in my opinion because we got to see his full arsenal, and he just looked so good for being so young. He looked a little bit nervous, but you know. I don't know. He just he's he's the man, and I really do think that he's gonna make a splash of flyweight. Being so young, he's gonna be around forever. But yeah, I was just super impressed with Tatsuro Taira. Just everything, like I'm saying, submissions, ground game, and popping your hands. He's gonna be he's gonna be money for sure. And then Carlos Candelario, he's good. But yeah, Tatsuro, he's definitely on my list now. And then also, obviously, we can't leave this card without mentioning Manuel Torres. That guy. Manuel Torres, he throws absolute heat seekers. And then what does the, what does the lightweight division need more? What, I mean, what does the UFC light, lightweight division need? We need another slinger because this guy, he's reminiscent of Drew Dover and like Brad Riddell, who we'll get to later because they have defied to announce. But El Loco, he is the guy. He is going to be so good. Frank Camacho, he's tough as nails, but... The way, as Michael Bisping or whatever was pointing out, the way, the angles he throws his punches, they're wide and stuff, but they just, they do so much damage, and it does look like he, I mean, he could get touched a little bit against that more higher level striker, because there does seem to be a little bit of, there does seem to be some openings, but I don't know. This dude, he's got a chin on him, he took some big shots, and it doesn't really, it didn't seem to really affect him, and he just... He's another dude when you're watching TV, you don't need to be there in the, you don't need to be in the apex to understand how hard this guy's hitting because Manuel Torres, he's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to be, the ceiling on this dude, I think is very high. I mean, we're talking a few fights from now. I'm, I think that he could honestly be um, ranked for sure. And I watched this Dana White Contender Series fight, even though it was a little bit controversial or whatever with the eye poke and they started cracking him it's not really his fault you know he just the ref didn't see it and i knew after watching that that this guy's gonna be a problem for frank hopefully frank comes back but yeah we cannot go without go talk about this card without mentioning those two guys tatsu taira and manuel torres they are fantastic and such bright futures it was nice to see verna jandaroba uh vander jangidoba get a dub over angela hill because she had that tough fight against um Amanda Hebos, I think. Yeah, she 
Oh, also, Andre Petrosi for Nick Maximoff? Yes, sir. Andre Petrosi, very happy to see him get a dub. And then one last thing before we move on to the Vieta versus home card is that Michael Johnson, I know he got that dub over Alan Patrick. He looks so good. He's 35, so fast still, obviously. So much power in his hands, good wrestling. But I know that uh, Bobby King Green, he's going to be fighting uh, Jim Miller. How much fun... I mean, Bobby Green versus Michael Johnson. Bobby Green couldn't ask for a better dance partner than Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson loves to box. He loves to change levels. And Bobby Green has good takedown defense. And he also has amazing boxing. I just think between the chirping between those two guys, I just really think that could be a main event low-key. I mean, if you want to reward Michael Johnson for being a UFC vet, and then you want to reward uh, Bobby King Green for taking a fight against Islam Makhachev, I don't think anybody would be mad at a Michael Johnson versus Bobby King Green main event, even though it doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. I would still put it together just because both these guys have knockout power. And regardless, if it goes five five-minute rounds, if it goes five five rounds, dude, nobody's going to complain because it's going to be a, they're going to be throwing a heat seekers at one another. And uh, I don't know. No matter, it could be stopped in the first round or it could be a five-round fight. Either way, it's going to be fight of the night for sure. Just between the chirping and the build-up to the fight, I think it would be great. And also, Bobby King Green, he's looking for guys. He's not looking for guys that are just going to try to wrestle with him the entire time. Even though he can't hang with them, I think he's looking for more fun fights. Um, but yeah, that that basically wraps up the Bohovich first Rackage card. Weird ending, but it is what it is. But okay, let's get into this oh, absolutely stacked. Home versus Vieira card because okay who do we who do we lay out so one one of my favorite fighters as you guys know I mentioned multiple times on the podcast is Jonathan Martinez and then this is Vince he's fighting Vince Morales this fight is going to be absolutely insane for a fight this is going to be just a prelim fight this is honest this is main card material because Vince Morales I don't think he's been in the has how long has he been in the UFC I know he knocked out he knocked Luis Smokas a little he knocked him out cold his last time out. Okay, he's been in the UFC for a while, dude. Yeah. Okay, he's lost to Song Yidong, Benito Lopez. He's lost to Benito Lopez, Chris Gutierrez. He beat Draco. He beat Luis. Um. Yeah, he's been in the UFC since 2018. What am I talking about? I don't know anything. But uh, he already has such a good resume. Oh, my God. He's beat Domingo Polarte. Lost a song. But he's on a two-fight little winning streak right now. Going against Jonathan Martinez. Jonathan Martinez obviously has the cleanest, um, some of the cleanest striking in the UFC bantamweight division. So this fight's going to be insane because we got we know Vince is that knockout power. We know Jonathan Martinez. He just loves to stay long, keep people on the outside. He beat Zviad Lazashvili and Alejandro Perez in his last time out. He obviously fought Davy Grant. That was a tough fight. He almost had Davy Grant out of there at the end of the round for sure. He beat Thomas Almeida, dude. It's just Jonathan Martinez is an absolute masterclass and he's a must watch every single time. So I'm just really pumped for this fight. I don't know what's going to happen, but I would definitely have to lean toward Jonathan Martinez just because he's so long and lengthy lengthy for the 135-pound division, and he doesn't seem to get touched up that often. He's so cool, calm, and collected no matter where the fight goes, um, and it's just everything is so straight, crisp, and clean with Jonathan, and it's just so much fun to watch him fight, and Vince... I mean, his last knockout, that put people on notice in the bantamweight division, so I'm, I'm excited for this. I don't know who... I'm going to have to lean toward Jonathan just because, but that's a great fight. That's a great, this is the third fight on the card. And I refreshed the page. I had this page up yesterday because I was going to do a podcast yesterday. So I was making sure none of these fights got, 
canceled. I really hope none of them get canceled. We got Omar Morales versus Euros Medic. I'm probably going to go Omar on here, but Euros Medic, he's obviously so good. He lost to Jalen Turner. Okay, now this is the next one. At 265 pounds, me and Bianca have already previewed this a little bit. Parker Porter versus Jalton Almeida. Jalton Almeida, he's the man. He's at 205. He came in in his UFC debut against Danilo Marquez. Basically just took him down, ground and pounded him. Um, and I mean, dude, this guy, I, his fight with, um, his fight, who it was fighting, he had a fight against Maxim Grisham. They got canceled, but Jalatan Almeida, I really, he's going to be such a great addition to the UFC light heavyweight division, but I'm, I'm excited to see what the man's could do. Cause he already looks so jacked at, um, light heavyweight, but he's going up to heavyweight to fight Parker Porter. Parker Porter's on a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a streak here being Parisian Sherman and Badeau. Uh, but I, I just don't think Jalatan Almeida, if he takes you down, good luck getting up. You're not going to get up. And I'm just pumped to see how long this fight goes for. I'm, I'm excited to see Jalatan Almeida's gas tank. But the way he came in there and just took down Danilo Marquez and just started laying ground and pound on him. And uh, did he knock him out or just a minute? I forget. Yeah, he sunk it. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, he just won by ground and pound. But he has been in some grappling matches recently. But I love Jalatan. He's one of the... Dude, how old is he? He's 6'3", his last wing was 2'3", now he's going to be fighting, I don't know what he's going to be weighing in at, but yeah, obviously he's going to be fighting at heavyweight, but dude, he's the guy, I love him, I'm going to go with, obviously, Joss and Almeida for sure, and then the other fight that I was looking for, because we got, they've got Joseph Holmes, I'm excited to watch uh, Amadovsky, Eric Andrews for Jung Young Park, I want Eric Andrews to jump back, bounce back after losing to uh, Andre Mooney's, Andre Mooney's, as we know, he's going to be an absolute problem at middleweight, um, he's, he is currently, he's fighting Jung Young Park. I don't know who's going to win that. Pollyanna Viana versus Tabitha Ritchie. Tabitha Ritchie, she's so good. Pollyanna's good. I don't know. But next one, Chidi and Jukawani versus Dushko Todorovic. Chidi Bang Bang, Chidi Chidi Bang Bang. He's so good. His fight against, uh, I felt so bad because Marc-Andre Barrio, you know, he's been training forever and then he just comes in and gets cracked right away in the first round. But yeah, dude. So I think Chitty, he's on a Chitty's on a three fight win streak. He's gonna be fighting Dushko. Dushko's coming off that dub over um, uh, Maki Patolo, which I didn't expect that because I thought Dushko was a little bit chinny. But Dushko, he he is so good still. He was fighting tough guys. Obviously, he lost to Punahele and he lost to um, uh, Gregory Rodriguez. So he got a little bit of revenge on a Hawaiian there. But I really believe that Chitty Bang Bang, he, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, he's got the freaking. He's got the one punch KO power, and I don't know if Dushko is going to be able to counter that. But Dushko is a really skilled striker. But I'm going to have to go Chitty Bang Bang because, I mean, when you just hop into the UFC like that and you take out somebody like Marc Andre Barrio, who I believe was on a win streak before, or he's beat some, he was, yeah, he beat uh, Abu Azatar and Doc Illusion Bula, which is really impressive. And he's come back and beat Jordan Wright since then. He um, landed that guillotine on him recently, so. Mark Andre's a man, and if Chitty Bang Bang can put your put Mark like out lights out like that, I don't know. It's gonna be a fun fight, but it's so many good young, so many good prospects on this fight card. It's gonna be super fun. A lot of guys haven't fought re, um, in the UFC a ton, but you're gonna. I'm even gonna find out more about a bit of the fighters on here, so I'm pretty pumped. But and then Chase Hooper versus Felipe Claris is gonna be good. Elise Reed, Sam Hughes, so many good fights, but we'll see. And then finally, the co-main. Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Michelle Pajeda. That's going to be craziness. Um, obviously, if Michelle Pajeda gets a dub here, there's no reason in hell why he shouldn't be ranked because that's going to be, what, his fifth win in a row, dude? 
Yeah, he's beat Islam Madaya of crazy fight, Chaos Williams, good fight, Nico Price, crazy fight, Andre Fialio, who's one of my favorite fighters of all time now because he just keeps fighting. I think he got a fight against Jake Matthews, but Ponzinibbio versus Michelle Pajeda. I'm going to have to go Michelle Pajeda just because how dynamic he is. But I love Santiago Ponzinibbio. Don't get me wrong, dude. He's the man, but I really believe that a Michelle Pajeda, a title shot is in his future as long as he just keeps his head down and keeps grinding through the division. He's The sky's the limit for that guy. I mean, he's so big for the division. Good, great takedown defense. Like, good, underrated takedown defense. And obviously, you don't need me to go in on the fact that he's one of the most exciting strikers in the, the whole entire UFC. So, Capoeira acrobat everything dude <laughs> he's the freaking man i love santiago but this is a tough matchup for him i'm gonna go michelle all day and that jeff i'm gonna say this right now dude santiago got screwed against jeff neal i honestly thought he won the fight but and then as for holly home holly home versus ketlin Vieira. going holly home she looks so good and i know it's been a couple it's been a bit since she's been in the octagon but uh I kind of wrote the girl off, but she's beat Raquel Pennington. Raquel Pennington, what did she fight Aspen Lyle last time? Yeah, and that, um, Raquel Pennington looked phenomenal. So Holly Holmes got a dub over her, and then she beat Irene Aldana, who I didn't think that was possible. Irene Aldana's boxing is fantastic, and Holly Holmes just went ham on her. So I think I'm going to go Holly Holmes. I don't think, I think she's still got juice in the tank. I think she's still got a title, uh, like running. Her future. I don't know if she'll win the title, but I still think she's she's got juice in the tank. So I'm gonna go Holly Holm. She's obviously been a staple in the UFC um, bantamweight division for a while now. So yeah, that's that. That this UFC fight card, it's it's crazy. So Jonathan Almeida, Chidi and Jugawani, um, and then obviously Jonathan Martinez, Jay Super, Jonathan. Yeah, so many good fights, dude. Okay, let's move on to this sucker. What do I have next in store? Okay, now. Let's get into a couple of fights that have just got recently announced that I'm most pumped for. I'll rank them from three, two to one, okay? It's like a little bit of, it's a little birthday present every single freaking time I wake up in the morning because thank God for some of these UFC accounts. Shout out to, uh, what is it, UFC Fight. Uh, there's one big Marcel24, shout out to you, and then uh, UFC News Alerts. I don't know what I would do without you guys because there's currently like no really good app or interface that like, keeps you updated all the time but dude over versus rafael alves rafael alves he surprised the absolute living hell out of me because i was not expecting him to run through mark jacasey that easily and then obviously drew dober had one of the performances of the year versus terrence mcginney and he's fought the best of the best in light weight division every single time you have these guys are this matchup is absolutely perfect for one another. They're both absolutely jacked, and they're both just have firecrackers in their hands, and every single fight that they're in is exciting. So I just cannot wait for this fight. I forget what fight card it's on, but this is just guaranteed to be a fight of the night. I mean, when you make this fight, I mean, the dude, the dudes are just absolute chiseled. Absolute. They're another guys that you don't even have to be there to understand how hard they're cracking. But yeah, lightweight division. I think I lean, I teeter back and forth between bantamweight and lightweight in terms of like what one I think is most exciting. But I really do think that this fight has all the makings to be one of the best fights of the year. Just, it doesn't even matter who Drew Dober is fighting. He could be fighting anybody. He just seems to just get the best. He gets, I don't know. Every single opponent he has just seems to rise to the occasion, even though he is fighting like the best guys, but he gets the best out of whoever he's fighting for sure. Because if you know, because even if when he's fighting Islam Makachev, dude, he was still stuffing takedowns and doing fine, but 
yeah, this fight's going to be insane. I, I'm, I'm leaning toward Drew Dober just because he's he's one of my favorite fighters to watch. But Rafael Alves, he can put your lights out for sure. Number two, another lightweight. Jalen Turner versus Brad Riddell. Um, I mean, it doesn't really get much better than this fight because Jalen Turner, he's becoming one of the most lightweight's best prospects. I think after moving down from 170 or whatever, he's easily becoming one of the best in the division, dude. And like, he's so long and his fighting against Jamie Malarkey. Props to Jamie Malarkey for hanging in there and landing great shots. Jalen Turner, he is susceptible to getting cracked. That's why I think this fight against Brad Riddell is very advantageous for Brad Riddell is because if Brad connects with you, I mean, it could be lights out parties over for you. And the, Brad Riddell's last loss against Fazeev, I mean, dude, these his, Brad Riddell's last two fights against Drew Dober and Rafael Fazeev, I mean, every single time we watch this guy fight, he just has exciting fights. He trains with Alexander. I mean, dude, this guy, he's the absolute man. So I just cannot wait for this fight. And I really believe like even though these guys are lower down in the rankings, like um, Jalen Turner, I don't know if... Um, yeah, I don't know if Jalen, he uh, he's not even he's not even ranked yet. But um, these guys at the bottom, of the, it just goes to show how stacked this division is. Um, because Brad Burdell, he is one of the most exciting fighters in all of the UFC, and to see him, I I forget exactly where he's at, but he's in the lower like fourteen or fifteen, I think. But I think so. Let me see. UFC lightweight rankings. But yeah, I'm pumped for this fight just because Jalen Turner's looked phenomenal in his last few outings, and then obviously Brad Riddell brings a fight every single time. So that's my second one that I was pumped when it got announced. Um, and then last one. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than Tony Kelly versus Adrian Yanez, does it? Tony Kelly. I mean, I remember watching his fight. He got fight of the night against uh, Kai Kamaka. And then um, he... Who did he... Uh, fight after that it was um dude who was it oh randy costa randy costa i mean i wasn't because uh, randy costa i think he was coming off that adrian Giannis. there's so many similarities here because randy costa was he coming off the adrian Giannis fight i was like okay adrian Giannis, that's fantastic i don't know what tony kelly like what is really gonna happen here but tony kelly he <laughs> he absolutely brings it and so this adrian Giannis fight i don't know how long it is but if we're looking at fight of the year candidate i mean it, you can't really look more much farther than this fight because adrian Giannis he hasn't lost in when's the last time he lost dude he lost in 2018 but he's beat randy costa gusavo lopez who's an absolute killer and he's beat davy grant who i just rave about so this fight against tony kelly i mean i think that i was thinking about making this fight i wanted them to do the sean o'malley versus adrian Giannis fight but obviously they're doing pedro munoz but tony kelly he just brings it every single time he's got firecrackers in his hands they're so unbelievably fast but adrian Giannis' boxing is just just different dude and so i would i don't know what's gonna happen here but I'm a big fan of Adrian Giannis. I'm a big fan of what Tony Kelly does in the octagon. Uh, I'm going to have to lean towards Adrian Giannis in this fight, but it's going to be fight of the year for sure. And then this, I think the UFC fight night that it's on June 18th, it's the Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett card. So, I mean, that's just, just mind-boggling in itself. But he's got Demir, Miguel, Guram, Katal, on there. Dude, it's absolute money in the bank, boy. Um, but yeah, those are my three fights that I'm most looking forward to just because they're going to be... I mean, I think they're pre, they might even be pre, some of them are prelimers, but those could be main events on their own for sure. Okay, dude. And one thing that I was thinking about, I mean, it ha really has nothing to do with anything, but cause like, 
I mean, okay, I'm not even gonna get into it. We'll go. We'll get into it next time with Bianca, but because I'll get, I'll wrap this up really fast. Okay. Since I was going through all these crazy cards, um, the one card that I think is going to stand out amongst others is, I think it's on. I have it pulled up right here. It's on June 25th. It, it doesn't keep. As of right now, it does not have a main event, but it has multiple fights on there that you could definitely make main events. Let me just read the sucker off to you, okay? Tim Elliott versus Amir Albazi. That's at the top of the card right now. Chris Curtis versus Hadolfo Vieta. Jesus. Neil Magny versus Shafkat Rachmanov. Tiago Moises versus Christos Yagos. Armand Sarukin versus Mataj Gamrat. Jin Yu Fry versus Vanessa Demopoulos. Josh Breeze and Alan Badeau. Tamir, uh, Tagir Ilimbuka. No. Let me get this right. Tagir. Yulin Bekov versus Tyson Nam, Howley and Pyro versus Sergey Morozov, TJ Downtown Brown versus Shailen Nerdenbeka, T- uh, Cody Durden versus JP Boys, Umar Nurmagomedov versus Nate Mayhem Manis, Tafan and Chukwi versus Carlos Ulberg. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> Let that sink in for th- this fight top to bottom. You got Shav, Kadi, you got Tiago Moises, Armand Zaruki, and Mataj Gamrat. Dude. That's that's literally Kellen's dreamscape right there. I don't know who the main event's gonna be. You couldn't you could make Armand Sarukin versus Metallic Gamrot the main event. I mean, I don't think that people would be complaining about that because what is Armand Armand's top ten? Is to is Armand what is Armand ranked right now in the UFC? Armand's eleven right now and uh Metallic is twelve. But I couldn't you could definitely make that. And the crazy the crazy part about this is even though that these guys are 10, uh, 11, and twelve how far realistically are they away from being title contenders? In my opinion, I mean, if Armand gets a dub over Mataj, I'm putting him... I think he's... I think he's he's six. Because I think he beats Benil. And Mataj, if he gets a dub, these guys are legitimately, even though they're down in the rankings, these are legitimately one or one fight away from being in the... Because t- like the next time one of these guys fights, it's going to be against a contender. So, I mean, they're right there for title shot you know charles Oliveira. he'll fight freaking anybody but charles Oliveira, we'll get into a little bit him later but he's the absolute goat of all time and that's not even a fact that's not even, i mean genuinely even though he gets cracked i know i'm kind of veering off away from what we're talking about but even though he gets cracked man's i'm not convinced that he'll be permagomenov just runs through him and that's saying an absolute crap done he's the he's okay what i love about charles Oliveira though i'm trying to keep this podcast under 20 minutes i mean under 30 minutes but what i'm saying about charles and i think a lot of people would agree with me is that sometimes when i watch a guy fight and i watch him get tagged it makes me question his like if i see another champion get tagged by somebody it makes me think that they're not as much of a champion or that it makes me think that they're not as good as people make him out to be but when charles Oliveira gets cracked it's like, what are you going to do? Go on the ground with him? No, you're not going to do that because he's going to cinch up a rear naked choke on you. And he's just going to add to his impressive list of submissions, which is leads to the UFC, obviously. But he's the only guy that genuinely, when I, he gets stunned or wobbled or dropped, I'm not concerned at all. And it doesn't make me think any less of him because he comes back and the guys he's fighting, obviously, are insane. And when, when's, when's the last time we really see? I mean, we saw Justin Gaethje get hurt, but hurting Justin Gaethje like that, I mean, straight up just dropping him, that is just, I think people are overlooking that. Like, that is so hard to do. Justin Gaethje is one of the best, toughest lightweights that has ever graced planet Earth. So, 
I think Charles Oliveira is goaded at this point. And yeah, he's the absolute man. But dude, um, going back to this fight card, you got to highlight June 25. And I, I don't know. It, it's kind of close. I mean, I think that you at, at some point you just have to make one of the fights that are on the card a um, main event, right? Because you can't really schedule somebody else. I mean, I guess you could, but what are we at? We're at May 18th. This is June 25th. That's not a ton of time. I mean, I don't know. You could get somebody, but I think you just take somebody that's currently on the card. This is going to be card of the year for sure. Looking back, this is going to be card of the year. I mean, it has to be. Okay. After that, we got two minutes. I think I'm just going to share with you my dream pay-per-view card because I was going through all these and I was like, dude, what would Kellen want to see? Even though all these I are pretty dang close to a dreamscape, but I'm going to go a little hard in the paint here because even though this 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 obviously would never happen, but if they wanted to make Kellen UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship extravaganza, I think this is what you got to do, okay? I can't make up my mind. I'll have you guys, I mean, whoever's watching this, the two people, Conor McGregor versus Iron Mike Tyson would be my, that would be my main event. I mean, Iron Mike Tyson, Iron Michael Chandler, dude. But then I have a slash next to it. And it Conor McGregor versus Mike Tyson, oh, wow. That would be interesting there. Conor McGregor versus Michael Iron Michael Chandler. I think that's got to be the main event by five minute rounds. But I also wouldn't be mad if you made Charles versus Islam. Just have Charles Islam just jump the pack, dude. I mean, have have Islam Makhachev just jump everybody because everybody wants to see the Charles fight. Because if we see the Charles fight, it's if if Charles Oliveira can get past Islam Makhachev, the narrative of Charles Oliveira beating Khabib becomes that much more realistic. But as f- in terms of I want to see more, I would think I want to see the Charles versus Islam more. But in terms of what would be more exciting, I think Connor versus Iron Mike would be in insanity. And I think Connor honestly has a good chance. Like, I think Connor would come out on top. I don't know though. I don't know. Um, so I'll give you the main event. But I'm should I work from the bottom to the top or just go keep? I'm just going to keep going down. I think co-main event. You got to do five five-minute rounds of Colby versus Hamzat. Clear a lot of stuff up at the welterweight picture. See where Hamzat... I mean, see where Hamzat wrestling really is at, you know? I don't think Colby can take down Hamzat. I really don't believe so. And I don't think anybody in the welterweight division can. So I think that Hamzat gets by Colby. As crazy as it sounds, I really do think he gets by Colby. And I wouldn't have said that prior to the Gilbert Burns fight, but I don't know. I've had a lot of time to think about it, and the Gilbert Burns fight just... As much as in the moment, I was like, dude, it's, I was a little bit disappointed. I, you're not, I'm not disappointed at all. Hamza did exactly what he needed to do. He made a fight out of it. But if Hamza fights a little bit smarter, wants to be in less of a dog fight, I think that he gets by Colby. Next one, Patty versus Ilya Taporia. I think that's the fight to make just because I wanted to kind of base this around some of the fight, like people. I wanted to fight, base this card around like polarizing figures. And who people would pay to want to see lose. I think people will want to see just because of the heat that they had at the hotel. And then Patty the Batty versus, uh, I mean, and people want to see, people tune in to see Patty and stuff like either win or lose. And obviously he has a big following and stuff. But I really do think of Patty versus Ilya Taporia because I think Patty, he is bigger than Taporia. But I mean, Ilya, he looks so good against Jai Herbert and he just doesn't go away. And he has the ability to hang with Patty on the ground. And he also obviously has one punch knockout power. So. And uh, so does Patty. So I just think that this fight would be guaranteed. I, this is the, honestly one of the one fights that I want the UFC to make at some point, even though both are really young. 
I do think this is a fight down the line that will happen, but I will I would want this on my extravaganza card. Okay. Then the next one is Sugar vs. Cheeto 2. I think this one, this one would just be fantastic. I mean, the way that Cheeto looked against um uh Rob Font, he looked like the current UFC Bantamweight champion. So uh, then a fight against Sugar. We could finally could see Sugar actually tested and get a little bit of a revenge because he, all everybody knows that he wants that fight back big time. He doesn't even count it, obviously, but I think that Cheeto versus Sugar, both of them are so long. I think that Cheeto, he's the only guy in the division that would not be, he's not scared to engage. I mean, I don't think that the other guys are, but I think people are definitely hesitant because Sugar's striking is just on a different level than everybody else's in the division, I think, besides Peter Jan's boxing, but... I do think just because Sugar's so big, I think that Cheeto has the best attributes besides obviously Corey Sanhagen to kind of match that and not be scared. And then obviously Cheeto can take a shot. Like if he gets cracked, he's going to be right back in your face, pushing the pre- pushing the pace. And I think Sugar could get tired or something. And I don't know, Cheeto just, he, no matter where the fight goes, it's really hard to say that a person has an advantage anywhere the fight goes. Like it's hard to say that Cheeto is um, the lesser fighter in specific situations no matter if it's on the ground or on the feet you know what i mean i just think that he has all the makings to be champion and i do think that he i just it's really hard when i match cheeto up with somebody it's hard for me to pick against cheeto just because of his toughness and his skill level you know what i mean so yeah and then the final one to kind of kick off the card would be yadong versus marab i think this would just be an absolute firecracker of a fight but um just because both of them, they just have such similar skill sets. I've already talked about this dream matchup before, but Yudong, both of them have knockout power. Both of them have great wrestling, great scrambles, great submissions. They just, it'd be three rounds. It'd be 15 minutes of madness if it went that far. But then, yeah, if I was to make it um, like a prelim one, like a prelim, um, you know how they say, like, give a little taste of like, for people that buy the pay-per-view, even though people would have no problem buying this pay-per-view, obviously. But if I had to make one, I think I would go like, um, I mean, you could, it'd be hard. What if they did like a title fight for a prelim, <laughs> a prelim main event? That'd be absolutely crazy. I don't know. But if I was to make like a girl fight or something, even though I, I, I really, I really do want to see Mahina Rodriguez get a title shot. I would want to put that in there somewhere because I think she's got all the makings to do it. Also, I don't know, make a 125 pound title shot. I mean, like Valentina versus somebody, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at here, dude. This is, what are we at, 34? All right, I'm signing off. I really do want to make a podcast after the Saturday's fights, but we'll see. But thank you so much for listening. Let's go.